This is Tuesday, June 28th, and this week we're learning about grace under pressure. Our focus is on the will, the power that we have to to drive us forward in life, to grasp and take control of our lives. While we know the power of our will is limited, we find ourselves trusting in ourselves and believing we can do life. We can fix what is broken. We can stop doing the thing that is hurting us or others. We can take control of the situation in our lives. Our mind tells us we have control. I remember years ago out with two guys climbing a mountain in Alaska. As we approached the mountain, clearly there were two possible routes to the summit, the top. First, there was a very long route that looked to be not that challenging at all. It would take more time, not be as gratifying to complete, but surely you would get to the top. But there was a second way. It required facing the difficulty from difficulty from the start and then really all the way to the top. This side of the mountain was strewn with giant boulders you would have to climb over and it would for to get to the top there was a very steep pitch. And that was the way I chose to climb. Sure, it would be more difficult, but it was a far shorter distance and would be quite an accomplishment. Now, I think we relish moments like this, moments when we can prove our mettle, moments when we make the impossible possible, the sort of thinking dominated the life of men like the Apostle Paul that we're learning about this week. It also dominated guys like the Apostle Peter. And I want to share a little event from his life. This is from the night when Jesus was betrayed. John chapter 13, verse 36 to 38. Simon Peter said to Jesus, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. And Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Now this takes place as Jesus is preparing to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Peter tells him no matter what happens, he will stand with him. He is determined to stay with Jesus. He will support Jesus no matter what it takes, even if he has to die with him. Peter talks tough, and yes, he is willful. He thinks he has full control of his faculties, that he can promise the kind of resolve that will be relentless. You see, we hear in Peter at this time, not even a hint of wavering. He will do it, and that's it. Now, of course, we know what happened to Peter. He denied Jesus three times, and each successive denial was given with greater force and determination. Now, I believe Peter meant what he said when he promised to go to death with Jesus, if necessary. So you'd ask, what happened? As strong-willed as Peter was, his will was not strong enough, and neither is ours. I want to take you back to that mountain I was climbing in Alaska. My two friends chose the easy route to the top, the route with, in my mind, no glory. But I took the difficult one, and it proved impossible. 
It wore me down and broke me down until I could go no further. I just couldn't do it, as much as I desired to succeed. You see, as strong as the will is, it cannot overcome what we cannot do. And this is a key for us in understanding why we don't like grace, and at the same time, why we need grace. We don't like grace because to receive it means, well, we couldn't do life on our own. We need the sustaining and empowering love of God. Yes, I wanted to conquer that mountain, but in the end, I just couldn't do it. I was exhausted and defeated, and also a bit embarrassed. <laughs> My two friends, they waved at me when they finally reached the summit. It was a long, tough day, and I went away feeling defeated. The whole scene of the denials of Peter reveals that as strong and willing as he was, he too needed a savior, just like we do. You see, it's not just a physical challenge, it's emotional, it's mental. And it's when this is when we can begin to receive grace, when we can surrender our will to God and seek help. Now, my story and the story of Peter is really the story of every person. We have good intentions, it's true. But we are not so good on follow-through. The ending of the Gospel of John is a beautiful reminder of the grace we need. You see, after all of the denials of Peter and Jesus going to the cross, following the resurrection, Jesus appeared to Peter and some of the other disciples. Peter must have carried the shame of his failure when he saw Jesus. But Jesus made a point of restoring Peter by extending love to him. Then he renewed his commission for Peter to feed his sheep. And this is the grand surprise of grace. We get God's grace not by doing everything right, not by doing life right, but actually by getting it wrong. It's then we discover that our will is too weak and only God has the strength to bring us through the challenges and realities of life. Let's pray together. God of all grace, you rescue us even from ourselves. We think we can do life until we hit a wall and we just can't. And there we find you ready to restore us. We give you thanks and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.